Hello, PolyAm fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. And we're back here at the Talk Your Poly Off headquarters. I'm Monsada. And I'm Bella. And welcome back, Polyam fam. So, here we are. Another day, another discussion. Another day in paradise. Just living the dream, COVID style. It's a good dream. What have you been keeping yourself busy with? I had a really good self-care day the yeah. other day. Tell me about that. I did my nails. I was experimenting with some gel nail polish. Yeah. And then you put it under the little UV light and it like sets it and cures it, holds it in place so like it's harder to chip and stuff. Yeah, they look fantastic. Thanks. All sparkles. You were also doing your makeup that day. I was. I'm really terrible at playing with makeup. I'm totally just like when I was a teenager, my mom introduced me to Bare Essentials uh-huh. and it's just like this basic powder stuff when i was a kid we didn't put on much you know and so i was always pretty minimalistic with my makeup it was modesty makeup yeah and so nowadays you know i'm just like a little concealer a little spot cover up throw on powder and mascara right done it's my day-to-day look but i may have ordered the naked three palette from urban decay which is amazing i love urban decay and I got to play with all the eyeshadow colors, and I may have watched a couple tutorials and learned how to do all the, like, blending of the colors and all the things. So it was fun. So I did, like, this girly self-care day while I was watching. Uh, I had Frozen 2 on in the background and then some Moana. Yeah. Because it calls me. <laughs> and that was So you day. ran out and you showed your makeup experimentation <laughs> I did, and it looked amazing i was like look at look at i did the colors for someone who doesn't do makeup you did a fantastic job for someone who does do makeup you did a fantastic job Aww, thanks. it looked good it was i want sexy. to play with it again today yeah yeah okay I'm i excited. think that's a good idea That'd be it was fun. fun it was sexy huh you just it was my big eyes looking up at you yeah your eyes your big eyes looking up at me <laughs> <laughs> What have you been up to? There has been a lot of Magic the Gathering in my life. Yes. And in yours, by proxy. <laughs> yes. I mean, I was always playing. I played Magic for a few years, even before I met you. But yeah, being with you has brought it to a whole new level. Well, that's because I bring everything to a whole new level. <laughs> I've been going through these phases where a week or two will go by and I'm cleaning out the desk or the garage or something. Right. And I happen across something... Like a hacky sack. And I'm like, man, I really want to play hacky sack. I need people for that. (laughs) So I just randomly post on my Facebook, when this is over, we're going to play hacky sack. Right. And anyone that wants to play hits me up. So I, it was hacky sack. It was a couple of other things. Magic the Gathering. Like, this wasn't hidden in a garage or something. I've had these cards out on our gaming bookshelves. They're sitting right by the front door. Like, the bookshelves are, you see them every day. Right, but when we're not doing much outside of the house and it's all inside, then I get to look around and I look at those cards a lot and I'm like, man, I really want to play. (laughs) 
And so we've drug our magic cards out a few times yeah. now. And we've gotten to play some fun games. We got some booster packs mm -hmm. that we bought. And I taught you how to do a booster draft. Yeah, I had never done one, and that was really fun. Even though it was only two of us. <laughs> it was still fun. I, I love doing booster drafts. And then we got some commander action going with two new commander decks. Two new commander decks. And that was actually pretty cool. We've got a local gaming store that's open for like pickup you can't go walk around the store so we didn't get to pick out these commander decks no it was all a surprise we, we called them and we were like hey are you open first of all obviously they were there and they picked up so they were and she said you know yeah but only for curbside pickup we put it on a table and you got to pick it up kind of a thing well she was also talking about how they like they sterilize yeah sanitize, they ster sanitize wipe it all down Put it on the counter or on the table, and then and then it's good for us. And then, like, you're only allowed to pay by credit card, so there's no handling mm -hmm. of money. They were actually really good about it. Yeah, so she's like, okay, well, tell me what you want. And I'm like, well, shit, what do you got? Like, right. I don't know what I want. What's on your shelf? And so I told her that we were basically looking for commanders, and then we were like, okay, well, what colors? And we kind of didn't really care. We'd play whatever. Yeah. So she started to run off on what they were. So I told her, I was like, you know what? I don't even care what its ability. Give me the red, black. He'll take the black, blue, green. We're good. I, I have found that I really like green a lot more than I ever thought I did. Yeah. This is not a Magic the Gathering <laughs> podcast. We'll get to the deep dive, I swear to you. Allow us to indulge our nerdiness. This is part of the discussion that we get to have that helps us socialize. Through we the don't world. have other so. people here. I've not been a green player. I mean, like, I know how to play green. I know how to play all the colors. Right. Right. But my favorites have always been blue and generally black, I guess. Yeah. But I've found that blue, green, and black is where I feel most at home. Hmm. And so when we got these commander decks and I got a blue, green, and black, I was looking at it. I was like, I'm not sure about this game mechanic that this commander's mm -hmm. built around. And then I played it, and I was like, oh, I'm definitely sure about that. I like this. <laughs> well, and it, it added the extra fun, because we didn't. We knew what colors we were getting. Yeah. But we had no idea what these decks were going to look like. Yeah. So we were like, okay. So we went and picked it up and brought it back, and it was definitely like an added element of surprise. Yeah, so it was fun. So there's been a lot of that, and it's been making me happy and helped pass the time. Now I, when I get some free time, or I make the free time, I'll go through and, and work on a deck, or put away cards, or something, and that calms me that's my free day i guess yeah yeah we've got some uh some new friends who've never played oh oh, oh. no 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 not <laughs> like that bella is, has an interest i do in this person i've been connecting with someone new you know chatting on facebook and whatnot and this person has never played and this person has a partner who also has never played yeah so they've been talking about it and bella's been oh this is exciting. We've been doing this. And the the potential partner or the interest, I mm -hmm. guess, is like, I don't know what that is. I've never played that. <laughs> so, so we were talking and I was like, okay, well, then you got excited and you were like, I like teaching people about this. Are they interested? So I asked them and they were like, yeah, totally. And when we can all gather and get together, uh, we're preparing for it. So yeah. you, we got a group chat going and you asked some questions, just some basic color questions and what yep. types of creatures and mechanics and things. I'm going to make each of them a deck. Yeah. And then I'm going to teach them how to play. Yeah. And then the four of us will sit around and playing once we can get out of this isolation. Yep. It's going to be a good time. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, me too. 
I guess we should probably get to work now. Time to dive in deep. Hi ho! Hi ho! I'm Mr. Hanky. <laughs> oh, that was a weird turn. <laughs> We're obviously working hard today. Well, in today's discussion, we plan on talking about mindful relationship journeys through intentional and regular deep dive check-ins. This thought process for us came from talking about the KTT we discussed last week and basically expanding that process into some really detailed analysis. The goal for a deep dive relationship check-in is to kind of understand where your relationship currently is, where you want it to go, and how to travel to your goals if it's on track and how to help find its course if it's strayed from this track. A relationship deep dive is like an engineer's exploded view of a piece of machinery. If you've ever picked up one of those Chilton or Haynes car manuals they sell. I think I have one right here, actually. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they go into detail uh, and extreme detail. You probably know what I'm talking about. If you still aren't sure, pause this episode, hit your preferred search engine for a moment, and look for Exploded View. (laughs) It's really worth it. I I love them. I think they're neat. (laughs) I guess you could also think of this deep dive as a blueprint if you really want to get into the specifications and tolerances of your relationship. I personally don't like to get that detailed because tolerances leave little room for adjustment and modification. Okay, you didn't come here for mechanical talk though. So Bella, help me get this discussion back on track. All right, so like a KTT, which is the kitchen table talk, The relationship deep dive examines your relationship and what's happening in your life to determine how well things are going. Unlike the KTT, a deep dive should probably be done one-on-one as each individual relationship has its own dynamics. And to use Monsuda's explanation, its own moving parts, which are unique to each of your other relationships. This dive also differs from the KTT in the sense that it becomes super detailed really fast. As the name suggests, emotions can run deep. Well, if we're going to keep on my metaphor, I'd like to also add this is your regular maintenance on the relationship machine. This is the audit and inspection you do on these working parts to ensure it's all functioning properly so it doesn't break down on the freeway of life. The deep dive is your maintenance checklist so you know where to look for problems. It helps you clear out crud from the regularly exposed parts. <laughs> it tells you how to oil the parts which need a little extra grease, replace bulbs, valves, filters, you know, like the filters we talked about a couple episodes ago in the poor method. Okay, okay. Let's dial back on the metaphor before we lose people <laughs> with your mechanical jargon. All right, I'll try. Maybe you can take over for a minute. Help me. Switch gears. Very funny. (laughs) So let's look at this from the standpoint of actual relationship stuff. To go back to the KTT again, we talk about schedules, finances, nutrition, potential partner interests or relationships with others. You know, a lot of external stuff. In the moment, circumstantial stuff. With the deep dive, we want to focus on each other. We've been in this relationship together for a while now, maybe six months, a year, three years. We want to see how our relationship feels now that we've settled into it a little bit or a lot of it. We created a partnership, a team. We want to see how this partnership is working. We want to make sure that we're still on the same page because where we are today is very different from where we were when we started. 
true. Okay, so what if I softened my mechanic metaphor a little and switched <laughs> to moving to business? Sure. Okay. You talked about being a team. Yes. That clicked in my head. A team, in order to work well together, needs to have some cohesiveness, some common goals, a common vision, a specific work ethic, and set procedures in order to know how to best operate together. Companies don't just assemble their employees and tell them to work without teaching, guiding, and planning. Just go. Do it. At least most of them. Be the best team. (laughs) These businesses need to have structure set in place and standard operating procedures in order before they even bring in the workforce. While it might seem that small companies, mom and pop shops, don't quite do this, the successful startups still plan as though they were big businesses, so they're laying foundation for a successful future. They're planning. Pretty much. So if we were to learn from that analogy and not necessarily turn our relationships into big business, but decide we want to have longevity in our relationship, we might go about setting similar procedures in place, like the KTT or this deep dive discussion, or as I like to call it, our 3D view of our relationship. So before we get into what to talk about, let's take some time to focus on how to talk during this big discussion. Also, to get your copy of the 3D worksheet, head over to Patreon slash TalkYourPolyOff, all one word, and you can find it there to download. Yeah, you don't even have to be a member. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. We also would love to know how our Polyam fam is using the 3D worksheet and how you've all adjusted it or found successes or speed bumps when you go to your social media platform of choice to talk about how you've used it. Tell us how it's worked for you and what you've changed to better fit your deep dive talk. You can hashtag I love poly 3D to share with the rest of the polyam fam. Okay, I kind of sidetracked us though. Bella, you did mention that we want to talk about how to talk to each other through a deep dive like this. Right. Okay, so when it comes to how to communicate when you're having these big discussions. Yeah. I think it kind of takes a big ego check. Yeah, yeah. We did an ego episode. We did. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. There's some key pointers that we want to give you when you're having these really difficult deep dive discussions. Yeah, first off, don't interrupt the person. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a rude. big one. Yeah, that's don't rude. do that. Uh, and definitely don't talk over them. My biggest one, too, that I'm always working on is trying not to get defensive. Yeah. If they're telling you how they feel or, you know, something that's not working for them, don't take it as an attack on you. They're just trying to express something that needs to be worked on. Yeah. So don't take things defensively. Don't interrupt. Don't talk over. Those were mostly just for fun. I know. But they're legit. So the defensive thing actually is a, a big deal because it's easy to feel attacked. And then you start seeing this person as an enemy. And then you need to defend against the enemy. And in that moment, which is where a lot of fights are started, Mm -hmm. right? In that moment, you forget that you guys have come together in life as team members. And you're not attacking each other, hopefully. You're (laughs) not attacking each other. You're trying to allow yourself to grow and allow your partner to grow. Allow your partner to have space to grow so that they can grow as well. So... As Bella was saying, she works on being defensive. In those moments where you're trying not to be defensive, it might help, if you haven't thought of this already, to think of it as 
I'm not your opponent, right? We're in this together and we're a team. Right. And we're trying to grow together, right? So that might help a little bit. Definitely. And that goes kind of to the next thing. When we're communicating with each other, we want to remember that we're team members. So we want to talk to each other like team members, not like opponents. Mm -hmm. You don't want to talk down to somebody or you don't want to belittle them or like don't attack. Yeah. Right. If you're talking about your experience and you're remembering that the person you're talking to is someone you love and care about, then speak with the language of love and care. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're speaking about, you know, maybe it's some situation or scenario that upset you or whatever. Remember to use I and we statements. Definitely. Don't come at it with, well, you really sucked when you did blah, blah, blah. Instead, oh, come at it with, I felt this way or, you know, this situation made me feel blah, blah, blah. Right. And this is an area where we could improve mm -hmm. and we could help each other. If there's a lot of finger wagging and blame throwing. The blame game. And honestly, this might just be me, but don't use the term, it sucked. <laughs> I fucking hate that. <laughs> and if you don't like that term, you know when your partner uses it, it just makes you want to pull your hair out. It sucked is probably one of the most negative, defeatist things you could say that dismisses anything. Find something different if you're struggling. That was difficult. This was frustrating. I was very unhappy with that. No, it just sucked. Right. It just sucked. Man, fine. Throw in the towel. Go your own way. <laughs> Done. You want to give up now? Just give up. <laughs> I prefer not to go that way. Right. So use I, we statements. Try to treat each other with kindness and compassion. Find that empathy. Remember where they're coming from. Right. And remember, these are going to be hard conversations on both sides of the discussion. And take care of your partner through this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we did a lot of that. Yeah. How about now uh, you give us a little bit of a breakdown? Absolutely. In order to understand how the document works, we first have to talk about how the document's laid out. It's in three sections, three discussion points. The first two pages are all about self-reflection. This is done individually before the conversation together even happens. Each partner would benefit from doing it on their own. When we do it, we try to do the self-reflection a day or two before the couples talk, so we can have time to relax and let this set in before bringing it to the table. This is a self-reflection of who you are today and who you've been since the last three-day discussion, or since the beginning of your relationship. Yeah, and the second section is when you both come together each with your own self-reflection to discuss your relationship as it currently stands, how it's been since the last 3D, and what your hopes and desires are. And the third section is the future of your relationship as you would currently like it to be. What direction are you both going? The second and third sections can be done in the same sitting, or if there was a lot of hard discussion in the second and you could each use a little break, this is a perfect time to step back, take a break, and come back to it the next day. Because even though we're trying to use kind and compassionate language, some situations are still strong enough to need processing time, which is important for everyone. So we can come back to the third section after that's finished. Right. Now let's get into the details. I want to do the exploded view of this document. We'll give it the Michael Bay treatment. Let's make explosions. <laughs> 
Section one is a self-reflection piece. This section is two pages with a page of notes. We really want to be in tune with ourselves. So here's our breakdown of section one. All right, so page one of step one, self-reflection, starts with a big question. Who am I? What are some aspects of myself that I love and want to retain throughout this relationship? Yeah. You basically go into your identity and what makes you who you are. Yeah. The next section is some of your wants, desires, your excitements. And then compare and contrast sort of that with your dislikes, don't wants, and triggers. Right. And they're right next to each other. You got two different boxes. So it's kind of like a want. Well, it's exactly a want and don't want list, right? On the one side, you put all the things that you do want and you do desire. And on the other side, you put the things that you want out of your life or to not deal with. And the third section on this page is kind of a note section on events that have shaped me. Things that I've missed out on that I wish I hadn't. Or factors from my past that shape who I am today. So what do you mean things you missed out on? So for me, right? I grew up being an athlete. Yeah. And I never got to be the social party person. Or I never got to smoke marijuana when I was a kid and everyone was experimenting. These were all things that I missed out on. And now I want, now I want the weed in my life. (laughs) But you know, like now I really like, I love the parties, whether we're hosting or going to. So I know that I know I missed out on this. And this is something that's now who I am and something that I want in my life. Something you want to explore. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you've done these three D's multiple times, you're, even going to look at yourself in the last six months. So maybe you missed out on something that you really wanted to do because like a partner couldn't or wouldn't do it. Or maybe like a family thing came up and you had to do that instead. But you felt like you really needed to be at this thing that you missed. And so you want to make sure to get something like that again. Yeah, absolutely. For me, concerts and conventions are a big deal. Yeah, Yeah. I think about Kinkfest because we didn't get to go last year. We were out of town at my sister's wedding. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, and then this year with COVID, it was canceled. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, man, I really want to go back. I can't wait. Yeah, so even something like that is important in this section. I do want to make note as well that on the bottom of each of these pages... There's a little section about your feelings about this reflection. So you can kind of give it a one to five star, you know, color in the little star, circle it, whatever you want to do. Just like the KTT. Just like the KTT. Yeah. How are you feeling about this section? Was it, was it a good reflection? Are you feeling pretty positive about it? Or did it bring up a bunch of shit and you're like, nah, this was horrible. Right. You know, just kind of a little fun section. And you could one star yourself reflection if you really don't like where you're at versus where you wish you were. Right. So the second page of our self-reflection is what am I passionate about? What makes me tick and why am I here? And this could be, well, literally anything. <laughs> like All of this, you kind of make it your own. Right. What in the moment or what in the last six months or the last year or decade or your whole life are you just passionate about? What are the things that make you go? The second section is my personal boundaries for the behavior I will and won't accept. Now, this goes to hard and soft limits, red and yellow flags. This is basically what you're not going to put up with. 
with us, I might accept it if you speak for us once in a while, right? In general, I like speaking for myself. Right. So when someone speaks for me, it's usually not something I'm cool with. But you do know me quite a bit. So I will allow it to happen sometimes without letting it frustrate me. Right. But then there are things that I wouldn't accept from a partner. Like if we are in public and you are way oversharing personal parts of my life mm -hmm. to people that I don't feel comfortable with that information being shared. Right. That's going to be where this is my red flag. This is my hard boundary. This is where I say, Bella... Can we talk for a minute? Because I don't feel comfortable with what's going on. Right. And this is where you give yourself permission to take care of what you need to take care of. Yeah. So in that scenario, like your boundary in this section would be something like, I won't put up with bad mouthing in public or oversharing in public. If this happens, I do this. If this happens, I will pull my partner aside and have a discussion. Yeah. If this happens, I will remove myself from the situation. Right. You know, this isn't rules. This isn't where you say my partner's not allowed to have unprotected sex. Yeah. I don't think there's anything in here where we establish rules for each other. No, this is just where you say, I'm not comfortable if my partner has unprotected sex with someone else. So if that happens, we're going to have protected sex for a while. Right. This is your boundaries. Mm-hmm. So then the third section, just like the other page where you have two boxes next to each other with your do's and don'ts list. So this section is how I want to be treated and how I want to treat others. And this is as general and broad as you want to get it. This is how I want to be treated by a partner or a friend or family, just how I want to be treated the way that I want people to take care of me. Yeah, interact with me, all of that. Right. And on the other side, how I want to treat others. This one I would encourage you to be as, as widespread as you can get. Not just how you want to treat your partners, but also how you want to treat friends, families, coworkers, the people who serve you at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I mean, like a cashier, because there are so many ways where we're not mindfully and intentionally treating people the way that we'd want to. And if you can start developing or continue building on the skills that help you treat people better, even just in public, yeah. total strangers, then it also affects everyone up the chain. And then, of course, after those two reflection pages, to wrap up that first section, we have a page of notes. We understand that a lot of our boxes might be small and you won't have enough room to write. If you're really diving into this, you might need some extra room so you can write some more notes. So there's an extra page of notes. Right. And if you need more than that page of notes, I mean, grab a notebook and get to it. Right. Now, once you've done this and you've taken some time, when you're each ready, moving to the next section is when we come back together and we talk about us. This is also a two-page section with an added page for notes. This is where we get to check in with each other and see how the relationship is looking from each other's points of views. Two things to remember when sitting down here. First is that we're talking with a loved one. So speaking from the heart and hearing from the heart will get the best results for this discussion. The second thing to remember is that this isn't a structured business, and this discussion is intended to bring mindful relationship practices to the forefront of your current relationship. 
This is just a tool to help us be mindful of our shared experience and not a set in stone format to nail us down to some sort of force structure. Mm. With that said, here's what we choose to cover in our 3D discussion part two. Step two, where are we currently? And the first section that we're going to work through together is what major life events we've been through and how did they affect us? And then this is like as a team, affect right. us as a team. So like for us in our situation, if we were just talking about like the last six months or whatever it was since our last one, we would probably talk about moving. Mm -hmm. We had a big move and family structures changed. Right. That was a big one. Obviously, the coronavirus and the self-isolation, that was a big life event. Yep. And how has that changed our relationship? Right. And it could be something not so drastic, but still big in your life. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone got a promotion or maybe a new car came into place. I mean, it's still a big event no right. matter what it seems like. Even getting a new puppy because that's going to change. And then the second section is how have things changed financially for us, good or bad? Now, Bella, why would this be important? Well, one, if you're nesting partners. Sometimes there's shared bills, things that you have to be mindful of. You want to know, be on the same page as each other. So, uh -huh. you know, if you've got a joint account for bill pay stuff, so that's not getting overdrawn and bills are getting paid on time. Yeah. But let's say you're not nesting partners. Let's just say, you know, you're long distance partners. Well, if we want to be on the same page for even just dating, you know, if things have changed for us, right? Maybe one of the big events in the last section was that you lost your job. Uh -huh. So then in this section, financially, things are a little bit tighter. Well, that means maybe we're not going out on as many dates. Right. So even in a long distance relationship or a non-nesting relationship, you still kind of want to touch base on some financial things and how it's going to impact our life, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's like we talked about last week with the KTT. They're... Nesting or not, finances do become a factor in a relationship. We mentioned last week, what if you guys are sharing a Netflix account? Right. Or, I mean, Netflix is small. It's only a couple of bucks a month or whatever, but it's still a financial factor. And you get 10 or 20 of those small financial factors together with non-nesting partners, and it becomes something to look at. Well, now let's say you're like, oh man, we just have a long distance relationship. We don't need to talk about finances. I'm keeping that shit private. Like, right. you don't need to know my business. Cool. Travel. But then, and even aside from travel, let's say the dates stop happening as much, right? There's much more come over and watch a movie at my house and we'll do dinner at home and everything's just at the house now. Now there might be some secret resentment or questions building, or maybe he's not that into me. Like... He just wants to fuck me at home and we're never going out and doing fun things. Right. And all these questions start coming up that aren't being discussed. All because there wasn't that situation in the beginning where it gave you the space to talk about the financial impact that is occurring in your relationship. Right. And long distance is great because even if that kind of complacency or comfortableness isn't happening, they're still planning all the travel, mm -hmm. travel planning the gas or the plane or the bus tickets or train tickets. There's meals while you're not home. There's potentially motel rooms. Right. And so what if you're in that long distance and all that travel is an, uh, all that travel is a factor, but you didn't have the discussion about losing a job. So now you're like, 
Yeah, I'd really just prefer it if you come to me. Now that other partner's making all the travel plans and spending all the travel money, not knowing why, well, not I mean, knowing like, there was a lack of funds for you. Losing a job and not talking about it. Totally. That might be a yellow yellow flag anyway, because suddenly it's like, oh, things are good here. Don't worry about it. I just can't go over there. Why don't you come to me? Right. But it could even be like, oh, yeah, I lost a job and everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. But see, big example of why financial talking about finances is important even mm-hmm. if you're not nesting. And it doesn't even have to be a long distance relationship. It could be just any sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe you're struggling to make your ends meet and going out and doing fun things. Or there's another factor here that I think that sometimes doesn't get quite the same attention is that when people are on different pay scales, mm-hmm. that creates an unspoken kind of dynamic where if the person who doesn't get paid as much as the person who's rolling in the money, they still feel obligated maybe to keep up sometimes financially paying their part of the dates and doing, but then this person with a lot of money wants to do extravagant things. It's like, I can't afford that. There's Can a we Friends stop? episode on that. Is there? Three of them don't make as much. Three of them are rolling in oh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay. They always want to go to concerts and Hootie and the Blowfish and all the things. And these three are like, hi, can I order a salad? Yeah, there was a, a dinner scene where they're like sharing bread yeah. or something. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's a real thing, though. Mm-hmm. So, finances in some way, I'm sure are going to factor in most relationships. Totally. And that's why this section is on here. And then the third section for this page is what are some of our recurring issues or speed bumps and arguments? So one of our speed bumps and something that comes up all the time, for some reason or another, I can't get it stuck in my head, but it really bothers him, right? When I interrupt or when I speak for him to like friends and I'm like, oh yeah, we feel this way. <laughs> we don't like going into Portland. And that's not always true for him. I don't like going into Portland, but he loves going into Portland. Well, on the other hand, I wouldn't say it happens all the time. Yeah. But when it happens, it becomes an issue. Yeah, and it's a reoccurring thing. For some reason, right. I just can't. Sometimes I catch myself, and I've gotten better. Yes, But it, it just isn't sticking. So we know that that's a reoccurring speed bump yeah. for us. Yeah. So this is where we could kind of brainstorm around it. Right, right. I'm trying to think of one that you struggle with about me, but it's really tough <laughs> being so perfect yeah. all the time. Oh, man. Help me out. I mean, I don't know if we've ever discussed it, so this might be like a brand new oh, thing. Fuck. Do we want to do this right now? Because we're still recording. <laughs> um, and I mean, even that one's gotten better. I don't know. I know I have plenty, but I can't think of anything. See, I'm perfect. <laughs> no! You're cute. There are so many things you can put into this category. That was a great example. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate your your candidness and your willingness to share that yeah. and being vulnerable to do that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then the second page of the step two relationship current view is going to include a section on how have we or how has our relationship grown and changed since we last did this? You know, it can be, you can reflect back on some of those speed bumps you were just talking about and be like, hey, you know, we have grown from this. We don't really hit that as much as we used to. Or there's this old one that we did a couple times ago on the deep dive that we don't even mention anymore because we've really grown past that. Well, and then when we're talking about 
the life events and like we're talking about all this stuff together. So even a life yeah. events thing, I know it's been longer than six months now, but the move is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. We had to learn how to grow and change from a house of nine people to a house of two people yep. where it's you and I staring each other down <laughs> all day, every day without the space to navigate away. Yeah. Right. We're still a stone throw away from each other. Right. You know, so this is a great point to talk about how things have changed in just that amount of time around just growing. Yeah. Well, and it can even include, I know we were talking about changes. Like I feel like I've grown and improved a lot with handling some of your relationships in the very beginning. Like many other people, I didn't handle them that well. And so we as a couple have grown because you learned how to better communicate some things that were happening. I learned not to flip out when things were happening, you know, so even though, yeah, I've improved, it's because we've worked together to grow and change. Right. And this is a section where we talk about that stuff. Like the, development and nurturing of the trust bond that happens between us where we understand that we are here to take care of this relationship. Whereas early into a relationship three years ago, when we were just a couple months into us, we didn't know each other enough to really trust in that or believe in that. We're still trying to figure that out. Yeah. I want to believe, but I'm not sure. And I've been burned before. I've been burned before. Mm -hmm. I've had relationships that could not succeed because the other person couldn't allow themselves to see the new person as a new person Mm -hmm. and kept waiting for me to be that guy. Right. Right. So learn, learn to open a little, everybody out there. So the next section on this page is intimacy. Yeah. Let's talk intimacy. How's our sex life going? Where can we improve? Do we need to get kinky? Like, what's happening? Right. Do we need to dial back the kink? Right. That's another possibility. Not one I ever want to hear, <laughs> but it's a possibility. <laughs> totally. I mean, if your life is all about, you know, we love the clubs, but if it's all about the clubs and all about the group sex and blah, 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 blah. Maybe you're in a place where you're like, let's tone it down a little. I really want to connect on a more, you know, maybe you're in a place where you want to pull back a little bit and really get into the tantric side and the one-on-one connection. You know, like people are in different places while we don't want to pull back at all right now. My stardust sees your stardust. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this section's all about sex. Maybe your sex life is down. Maybe you're on a downward swing right now, which we all know and understand. And you want to play with that wax you got at Kinkfest a couple years ago. Or... That wasn't a pointed comment at all. <laughs> I really want to play with that Great random example. <laughs> it's so good. totally random off the top of my head. I don't know where it came from. And your sex life could be totally perfect. Yep. And you got nothing to write here. So just be a juvenile and draw a bunch of dicks or something. Yeah, it's a good time. Make it your own. And the last one on this page is, as a couple, what are our goals and dreams and hopes for this relationship? And it doesn't have to be married with a picket fence and 2.5 kids. You know, that's not... Oh, we are not compatible. (laughs) I always say 2.6 kids. Oh, God. You're 0.1 off. No, that's too many. Too many. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, in general, what are you hoping for in this relationship? Six months, a year from now, a week from now. Like, what would you like to see happen between the two of you? Right. And then we've got that third page, which is notes again. Mm-hmm. 
as always, take all the notes you need because this is your life. So the third and hopefully final section is, again, two pages with a page of notes. As Bella mentioned earlier, if you need a break between the second and third section, provide each other the space to take for processing. Yep. Do that now. Something I learned in my martial arts training many years ago, which helps me in this and may help you, is that our brains can only take in so much new data per session. If we try learning too much without the time to process, we lose a good portion of what was taught. So my sensei would pack as much into a session as possible without overpacking and giving us stuff we would forget right away. A lot of class time was spent working on the few things we were learning for the day so we could process what we were learning. It's like taking all the information into your short-term memory and then processing it so that it files into your long-term memory. Right. So put in as much discussion as you can in this section, section two, but don't overload it to the point of trashing the data you retain. Actually, all three sections. So in each section, if you need, take a minute, take a breather, take a day, whatever works. But when you get to the section three, Here's what we like to cover. So in this third section, we call it the future. Where are we going? The future. The future. <laughs> and really the first question we have for you, and it's a tough one, but at the very top, it's, are we still compatible? Does being together still make sense? That's a really important, mindful relationship. Yeah, very intentional. We just had this big discussion on where we are and some speed bumps and our sex life and finances and changes and growth and all these things. Maybe it wasn't the best discussion and you guys are really struggling. This is a question that you want to ask each other. Right. And sure, it might be like, yes, let's stay on this adventure together and keep going. Or, hey, maybe we're better off as friends. Let's reevaluate and let's kind of look at this. Right. And this is this is questions that Bella and I have asked each other more than once yep. through our deep dive conversations. And sometimes it wasn't as much a fuck yes. Yeah, sometimes as it was others. like, man, I love you and I'm really in this, but God, I don't know. Are we? Should we? Maybe? It takes a lot of work to really reevaluate and come to a new conclusion based on the information that you're working on now. Right. But that's what this is for. It's really important. So, yeah. So, I mean, if the answer is yes, then you've, you're working towards a future together. So now what? In the first box that you're going to work on, you want to choose your most fought over top issue. Just one. One top issue to work on. We believe that really you can only focus, like he was saying in the martial arts, on certain amounts of information. Right. And if you're really working towards change, we don't want to overload you with, we've got 500 problems, let's fix them all. I mean, we, I think we've all been in that relationship where we've had this long blowout discussion about what's wrong with our relationship, where it needs to go. And then we each have a list of these are the things that need to change if we're going to be successful. Right. And the list is so long, you drown in it every day and you forget to do a lot of it because you're like, oh, shit, what do I need to work on? There were so many things. So right. just pick one to focus on here. And you want to make an action plan. C create some milestones and dates to measure your progress together with being able to move past this issue and work through it. Yeah. 
The next box that we're going to work on is thinking about your shared goals. Again, choose one main relationship goal. Talk about that, where you want to go, what's, what do you want it to look like? And then also in this box, one new adventure to plan together. Yes. So I wanted to outweigh the negative, right? We were just choosing one main issue to yeah. focus on. And while sure, one shared goal, but I also wanted to push it over the negative a little bit and have more positive. Right. So one shared goal and one new adventure to plan. I mean, who doesn't want to plan an adventure? Right. Whether it's to Disneyland or Cabo or the fridge, it doesn't matter. Like, right. Let's go on a scavenger hunt. Let's see if we can geocache. Let's go find something we've never been before. Oh, I miss geocaching. I know. We should get out. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the bottom, we've again split it into two boxes. And one box talks about, you're going to write down your top goal, your personal top goal. And then how you're going to talk with your partner and how can that partner support you in achieving your goal. And the box next to it is your partner's goal and how you can support your partner in achieving their goal. Yeah. So to make this a little more specific, maybe one of my top goals is to, I don't know, do the dishes more. <laughs> I will help you with that. And then how could I have Bella support me in doing the dishes more? Because she's tired of me not doing the dishes. <laughs> Right. That's one of the things we're arguing on the most up there. We want to change that. That needs to be resolved. So I need to learn how to do the dishes more. And then how can Bella support me <laughs> do that? And that's where this box comes with. Because my goal isn't trying to resolve that problem. My goal is actually, this is one thing I want to do to be better for me. Yep. Right. And it doesn't have to be dishes, honestly. Like, it doesn't have to be something to fix something. You could say, maybe my goal is to become a freelance writer. I want to publish a book or a piece of poetry. And how can my partner help support me in that? Because if we're feeling fulfilled in what we're doing, then we're going to be fulfilled with the people who helped us get there as well. Right. And so, like, these can all tie together. Let's say, like, one of your points of discussion and intimacy was like a lack in sex life, right? Yeah. I don't have the energy. I don't feel sexy. I don't want to do it. Well, then one of the goals could be, I want to lose 50 pounds in the next, by the time we have this discussion again, maybe that'll help me. I thought you said by the time we have sex again. I was like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, that'd be funny though. <laughs> no, but I mean, so maybe as a person. Thankfully there's Polly. <laughs> As a personal goal, you might have, you know, lose X amount of pounds by this date. Uh, and that would end up helping you with these other issues. How can your partner support you in losing that? So these goals, these are you and they can help with the relationship. Right, right. So the next page, these are kind of a question and answer page. So how can I better support you in your life is what you want to ask each partner. So I would ask that of Bella. She would ask that of me and we would write our answers down here. We really want to get to know our partner better and, you know, on a deeper level, not just, you know, the day to day grind. Yeah. When you come home, what can I do or say that might help you feel loved or acknowledged? And that's another thing. These are all just some sample questions to get to know each other better. So even if you don't write your answers in each of these sections and you come up with different questions that you could ask on a, on a mm -hmm. 
sporadic basis with your partner, you can write them down here. And then if you're having a hard time finding connection in the moment with your partner, check your question and answer list. Another question on the sheet, is there a better way I can support your top love language? We all have different love languages. Yeah, and I know for you, yours is touch. Yeah. And I really struggle with that at times. Some days I'm better than others, but at times, and it could be, you've mentioned even the smallest of things, like when you're doing the dishes or when you're in the kitchen cooking, just coming by and, you know, caressing you or grabbing your shoulder, like that loving, I'm here kind of touch, or it could be cuddling on the couch during The Walking Dead. Right. We've also put on there... When do you find speaking most difficult and how can I support you? If you're having a hard time speaking up or saying your feelings, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Are you struggling to communicate things? Are you afraid to say something because of their past reactions? Or because of your assumptions? Or your assumptions. That wasn't pointed at all. <laughs> This is such a fun episode. <laughs> and then also, what are your main stressors and can I help alleviate any? These are just some great questions to help you guys support each other and get to know each other. And, you know, where do you where does your partner struggle and what can you do better? Right. And if you want to just answer the questions we've got on there, like I said earlier, just do that. Answer them together. And if you want to use that as a sheet to add more questions in order to further check in with your partner until your next 3D, Mm -hmm. do that, too. It's multifunctional. And then last and hopefully least, we've also added an amicable resolution section because we know that not all relationships are perfect and sometimes it's good to acknowledge when something isn't working out right. Yeah. Again, we want to be mindful of our relationships and handle them in mature and responsible ways. So if you realize what you've got just isn't working out or that your adventures are heading in different directions, then we've also included a section which is really just a page for parting ways. We hope no one has to use this, and we obviously haven't needed to yet. (laughs) (laughs) But the intentional relationship side of us acknowledges that it is a possibility, and we want to take care of each other, even if that unwanted day of having to say goodbye does happen. If it does come down to this, here's what we cover on this page in this section. Right. Before we do, we came together as partners. Yes. And I'm just going to use you and I as an example, because we're obviously an example here. Okay. You and I came together as partners. You and I came together because we found that spark together. Yeah. We enjoy spending time together. Sometimes. All the time. Ah, that was my nipple! <laughs> we love being together. Right. No, maybe not all the time. But a fire burns for us, and we keep that fire burning. Yeah. That's compassion and care and love and kindness and joy. We come together and we stay together to keep this fire burning because we love the warmth it gives us. Mm -hmm. Now, if at some point we need to use this hidden section of our deep dive and say, we're better off not being a couple anymore. Right. It's good to remember, at least it's what I plan to do and what I try to do with exes. You're not always going to get it right. Sometimes emotions get in the way. But you came together for a reason, and you built this fire for a reason. And if you care for this fire, even as you're splitting it, Mm -hmm. you're not burning the house down. (laughs) 
you still take care of each other because you did love this person at one point. And I'm sure that if you look past your hurt, you're always going to, to some degree. Right. There's always going to be some sort of love there. Of course, that doesn't take into account abusive relationships and things like that. Like, that's totally different. You may not love them anymore. Totally fine. If you're just realizing that things aren't working out and you need to separate, we've tried to build even this section of our 3D discussion with the intent of taking care of another human being. Right. Okay, go ahead. So this step four, the amicable resolution section, the first thing that we would ask is, is there anything here worth salvaging? Is there something you can work on? Maybe do a probationary period and then revisit. One last look at, is this where we want to go? Right. And then, of course, we want to help you process losing this relationship, but a separation of any sort can be a big deal. So please seek out professional counseling and any needed legal advice. We are not licensed therapists, nor are we lawyers. Just passing along what's worked for us. Right. So we've got three little sections on this page. The first one is a few big discussion topics. So if you've been living together, these are going to come up for you. Talking about housing or new living arrangements, splitting finances and shared bills, maybe your subscription passwords, what are you going to take back and not share, things like that. Now, when it comes to housing and living arrangements, that could also include shared furniture, shared vehicles, the splitting finances and shared bills. All of this comes into play in some of this. So you're going to really put some work into figuring out, like, who gets the sofa? Who gets the big screen TV? Like, if this is stuff that you came into with separate stuff, it might be easy to take it back separate. what's yours. But it might not. You guys might have went in and bought a TV together or a a game console or something like that. So there's there's always the potential of something here. Also, living together or not, the next section is things to be mindful of. And this comes to social media. Huge part of social media is how you present yourself because when you're talking bad about someone you're not presenting them you're presenting your view of them when you're using social media just remember you are portraying you so use it mindfully the second part of the things to be mindful of is the mutual friends and shared events. And then the third one is bad-mouthing and community backlash. Really, all of this can be put together as one big ball of sticky mess (laughs) because your mutual friends and shared events, if you can show up and be mature and still be respectful, that's going to show everyone there that you're mature and respectful. If you go there and you start like doing some real Maury Povich stuff and turning the event into a live studio audience kind of stage thing. And I mean, that's... Well, we've got friends who've shown up and one specific friend I can think of had a bad breakup and it went on forever. Not the breakup, but the constant bad mouthing. You couldn't hang around this person without nonstop they did this and they did this and they're terrible and I can't believe this every fucking time we saw them. And of course, that started to push their friends away. People didn't want to hang out with them anymore. Not even because they were taking the other person's side, but they just didn't want to be around that anymore. It's understandable that you're hurting, but if you can't process and you can't, like, I mean, like, 
everyone goes through things and we're not saying shut up about anything. But be mindful of your activities. Be mindful of your words and your actions. We had an event once where a supposed community leader came in Mm -hmm. and all that this person could do is trash talk half of the community. Yeah. And we're like, wait a minute, you run these other groups. (laughs) We were so blown away. And you're supposed to be someone that people look up to and go to for advice and support. And here you are trashing all of these people, (laughs) like nonstop. And it wasn't just in private. It was to everyone at the event that we were throwing. Anybody that would listen. (laughs) And it was like, whoa, there needs to be some brake pumping. So pay attention to how you're presenting yourself to others whether it is social media, friends, events, community, because there is backlash in everything that happens. Yeah. I mean, be mindful in the sense that if people need to be warned of a really dangerous person, yes, please. But if it's just that you guys broke up and you're feeling shitty about it, spreading lies and shit doesn't do anyone any good. Right. And the last section on this is questions, a couple questions to ask each other. Do we need some time and space apart before spending time together as friends? If you decided you still want to be friends after this split, that's great. Sometimes people just need a little space to heal first. Yeah. And being on the same page can really go far. And then what happens if we can't be around each other and we both get invited to something? How are we going to handle that? Right. Even if it's communicating that you guys stay on opposite sides of the room. Right. Or just let's just not talk to each we other. We don't want to mingle, but we can be in each other's presence. Right. And that's all I got for that. So that's our deep dive discussion worksheet. You can get the worksheet for free at patreon.com slash talkyourpolyoff. You don't have to be a member to get the worksheet. Right. We do offer some bonus content over there. So if you see something that you like, then by all means, feel free to sign up. But go get the worksheet for free. And also, let's show us how you use it. Share your 3D story on your favorite social media platform using the hashtag ILovePoly3D so we can all grow and learn from each other. Thanks for taking the time today to deep dive with us. Yeah, And we'll see you next Tuesday. Okay, bye now. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella and Monsada. You can find our Facebook page in the links or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepoly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And and love love without without limits. limits.